the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New York, New Jersey, Tennessee and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Slash WinBet, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T. Welcome, everybody, to the MLB Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. My name is Malcolm Bamford. I'm coming to you from Newcastle upon Tyne and the northeast corner of England today is... Oh, Wednesday, Harry. I even had to think about the day, not even the date. Wednesday, December the 7th. Um, for just a little bit of uh, MLB chat, really. Any topic that pops into our heads. A lot of free agent stuff. A lot of free agent pitches. Uh, some breaking news today, about an hour before we recorded as well. So various bits and bobs to touch on and to help me with all of that. Um, day off today from the grindstone. Don't know why, but I'm sure you can explain uh, it's Mr. Dylan Rock for D-Rock. How are you doing? Malcolm, Malcolm, good to be with you. Yeah, remember I was about to take my trip to uh, Arkansas for the dog. Yeah. That's why I took off. So awful. I don't want to start it on a negative note. So when I was on my way to Arkansas, they called and said they had to put the dog down because he got oh, really sick. So shit. No, no Malcolm dog for the time being right now. Uh, oh, what a shame. Yeah, they're going to get me a new dog. But yeah, just enjoying my last day off back to the grindstone tomorrow. Well, that's kind of took the wind out, my seals, because um, we try not <laughs> to have too much. We try not to have too much chat before we come on, so we can actually have genuine sort of banter before we start the show. And the very first thing I've got written down, Dylan, is dog, because I hadn't heard anything about the dog. We were all looking. I know you were really, really looking forward to getting uh, getting little Malcolm uh, acclimatized, and that's the first thing I had written down. So yeah, um, um, so, yeah. Sorry about that, mate. What's your plan then? You, you gonna? Uh, irons in the fire already to, to find something else, find another yeah. button. So apparently he had like what we would have like his bronchitis in the chest and then that got infected. So they had to make ultimately they, they didn't want to give me a sick dog, thankfully. So a lot, yeah. I feel like a lot of breeders would do that. So th they didn't do that. Um, I'm going to get another dog in the next litter, which hopefully fingers crossed around February, a little after, uh, yeah, a little after um, Valentine's Day, I'll be able to get my next dog, hopefully. So it's all good. I mean, it, it happens. It's unfortunate, but, you know, everything happens for a reason, right? Yeah, you're right about the legitimacy of the breeders. So that is a good thing. They've obviously got the, the welfare of the animals at heart there, Dylan. Yeah. So, um, yeah, patience is a virtue, my man. Yes, sir. Um, Moonaf's already in the chat, Dylan. Uh, straight and your sit up straight, straight and your tie and everything. I think Moonaf came to have a look at um, came to have a look at my studio setup for what it's worth. Um, I've, I've hung my night talk shirt over the top of my. Eng I've, I've been doing all the World Cup stuff, so I've still got my England World Cup shirt underneath, as you can nice. see the little red collar sticking out. But I've hung my night uh, hawk shirt over the top, so we are. This is now a legit. Uh, legit baseball environment. I'm also put this on over my pajama top. To it's three thirty in the afternoon, and I've still got my pajamas on. What a what a life! Um, yeah. So I've tried. I've just blown the. I've blown my cover as well uh, by putting my my football top over the top. 
So, um, I was hoping Captain Insano joined in the chat actually because I smashed him up in the NFL Fantasy League last week. Even though I'm, <laughs> yeah, where are you, Captain? Aye, aye. Um, even though I'm bottom of the league, um, you know, you've got to keep the league honest, haven't you? The integrity of the league is at stake, Dylan. Uh, so I pulled out all the stops and smashed Captain Sado up. Uh, so there's one for me. But I will remind him of that probably every night. A bit like when I beat uh, Noah in the Fantasy Baseball League last year. He got about six weeks worth. Uh, so Captain Sado's got a few months of that. Um, yeah, so just before we get on to some baseball stuff, um, the World Cup, Dylan, football, you're a bit of a football guy. How, how did you feel about the US going out the other day? I thought they were a little bit unlucky, you know. They didn't do much wrong. No, I thought the United States, they had every opportunity to win the game. I thought they outplayed the Netherlands, to be honest. And, uh, you know, that just bounces just didn't go our way, right? The first 10 minutes, Pulisic falls, right? He was onside and he just couldn't yeah. put it in. So, and then after that, the, the difference was every time they got and shot the ball, they made it and we did it. So, you know, it, they're, they're the better team. They're, they deserve to move on. But uh, tough break for the United States. And hopefully when it comes to the States for the next World Cup, it will be ours. Uh, yeah, I thought they were really unlucky. I mean, they, they kind of dominated and then the Dutch scored. And then they dominated again for another half an hour. And then the Dutch scored. And then just as the US got back into the game with a goal of their own, it looked like they were going to build momentum. They just switched off at the back post and they just scored again. So I think they will be a very much better place in four years' time, hopefully for a bit of a deeper run. Real quick. I think now, people were... People yeah, like just, to root for... Yeah, go on, mate. Sorry. No, I was just going to say real quick that um, you, I, I think I've seen... I, I don't bet a lot of soccer, but in the beginning, we weren't seeing a lot of goals. Now we're seeing a lot of goals. Why do you think that is? I think it's just that there's a little bit more at stake. In the opening games, a draw is not always a bad result. Um, especially for kind of the lower ranked teams, if they can stay alive with a point, that all that gives them a chance going into game three. So they can often play for a draw. Once you get through the knockout stages, the draw doesn't do you any good. Obviously, we saw Morocco yesterday play for a nil-nil draw and get it, um, which can be done. It's a high-risk strategy because the minute you concede one goal, you're finished. Um, but they, that does work. But Teams have got to go for it. And then the minute you go one down, you've got to kind of open up. Teams can catch you on the break. So, yeah, quarterfinals start on Friday. England plays Saturday night. I think there's going to be goals in that one. If I, if you take any tip away from this for the football, um, Saturday night, something like France 2, England 2, maybe to go into extra time, over three and a half goals, something like that. Yeah, certainly over two and a half and both teams to score. So that's going to be my pick for that one. Um on to the baseball, um, and I got some. I got tickets for the Cards v the Cubs, Dylan, uh, which mm. is being held in London International Series, uh, June the twenty third and the twenty fourth uh, next summer, um, a Saturday Saturday afternoon and a Sunday afternoon game. I missed out last time they came around on uh, when it was the Yankees versus the Red Sox. Then we had a lot of COVID, etc. So I got my pre-sale notification last week. Um, went on kind of in the early evening, and I just thought it was a, it was a little bit expensive, Dylan. Um, which I suppose is the modern way with things. Like, um, if I wanted tickets for both days, you could get the. What I had to decide was, Dylan, was either one game of decent seats, just go to one day, or both days of shit seats. 
because um, the budget was around about £300, which was a lot. So I was going to go the two days and then Ticketmaster just absolutely hump you with, it was like £12 handling fee yeah. per ticket. So if you wanted two tickets for each day, um, that was it was getting up for 50 quid in handling fees. So I kind of spat the dummy out at that and decided I got two decent seats. So I'm in on the Saturday, game one, I am in right centre field, um, just behind the bullpen. So the bullpens are out there in centre field. So I'm about 10 yards behind the bullpen. So I should be able to see a little bit more, uh, see what the bullpens are up to, etc. But the, the tickets for that were about £135, which is a little bit expensive. By the time you stick on all the all the admin fees, then I'll have to travel to London and find somewhere to stay, uh, beer money, etc. But um, um, so June the twenty third next uh, next year, Dylan, are you coming to London to come to the game with me? Yeah, if you have an extra ticket, I'm so down to go to London. Uh, I've been there once; it was amazing. Uh, never been to a baseball game there. I'm interested to see. Uh, last time we we they went there, we saw a lot of runs. You you were talking about. So, uh, are they playing at a soccer field and just making it into a baseball field? Yeah. What it is, it's the Olympic Stadium. So, obviously, the 2012 London Olympics, Mm -hmm. they then made that into West Ham United's stadium. Um, And a lot of West Ham United supporters weren't happy. I've actually been there, actually, West Ham to Newcastle nil about four or five years ago. Um, Because it's it's an athletic stadium, so you've got the whole thing with a running track and it's not conducive um, to watching football. But they've they've adjusted it, they've changed it. Um, So, it's there... Yeah, last time the Yankees and the Red Sox came out. Now, I can't remember what the scores were. I know there was about 14 runs in the first inning and neither pitcher made it out of the first inning in game one. And that game finished something like 25-13. And then there was about 20-odd runs in the second game as well. And no one really knew why because the the dimensions of the park weren't silly. It wasn't a tiny little ballpark. Um, and equally, we don't know if it was the, the pitcher's the fatigue from travelling or what. But both games were just a little bit wild, so it'll be interesting to see. So, yeah, I'm hoping to get some decent um, a pitching matchup. Really, what I want to see is a, some runs, but also a nice pitching matchup. Um, um, Jameson Tyone's just got to the Cubs a couple of hours ago. Um, we're going to touch on that. Maybe Jack Flaherty for the um, for the Cardinals, or there might be Adam Wainwright site and that kind of thing. So, what we're going to look at for the next half an hour or so, Dylan, is the last sort of six or seven days worth of uh, free agent moves. Winter meeting started last week. It's been a really busy start to the to the window. We thought it might be. Um, it's kind of a perfect storm of of baseball things that, that have led to. There's a lot of money sloshing around. There's still a little bit of a, a hangover from the the CBA last season. This time last year, I think was the first day of the lockout, actually, when we weren't even sure um, if we were going to get a baseball season. And then you've got the pandemic season before that. So this is kind of the first year where everything's settled down and is in place. And the, the hot stove is bubbling away and we've got off to a really hot start. So we've got a lot of things to talk about. Uh, we were mainly going to do pictures until uh, Moon have decided to throw a, a, a stick in the spokes of our bicycle and uh, got us to call an order. Well, we're going to talk about some hitters later on, but just a little bit of general chat about everything. I think the place to start, particularly with you, Dylan, being a New York Mets fan, is Jacob DeGrom to the Texas Rangers. Um, now, what we got, five years, $185 million. I think the big surprise here was that it was five years because mm. it's going to take him... 
up to his age 40 season or his age 39 season, maybe he's 35 years old now. Um, I think the sticking point with the Mets was they wouldn't go the fifth year. Mets offered him yeah. four. Uh, Texas were prepared to offer him five. The Rangers spent half a billion pounds um, last off-season uh, and were still rubbish, um, won 68 games. But they've kept on going. Maybe it was more than a than a one-year project. Um, downside, I suppose, is the little bit of injury. But okay, that's one of those things with injuries is just you can't do anything about it. You just have to go for it. So first of all, um, Dylan, I just wanted to ask you, what his time at the Mets, how you remember his time at the Mets, what did he mean to the Mets fans, to you? And were you devastated to see him go? Just a general feeling as a fan, really. Yeah, as a fan, you know, he's probably been the best pitcher I've ever seen in my life. Uh, guy, when he was on, he was on. There's no better pitcher in baseball. Um, yeah, I remember I went to a bunch of DeGrom games, really wanted him to stay. Unfortunately, he didn't. He got what he wanted. He got the five years, $185 million, And, you know, he wanted years and security. And it looked like, and honestly, it didn't look like the market was as big as I think maybe he thought it would be as well. You know, the Mets, like you said, they did offer him a similar contract. They just weren't willing to commit the five years, which... You know, I, I can't blame them. He does get injured a lot, and that's a lot of money to invest in a guy who's not really going to play a whole season. So at first I was disappointed. I don't know if you saw, but I put that Twitter, uh, that video out on Twitter. I was down in Nashville and a little drunk, I must admit, but uh, when I got the news, I was at the bar. I made a video and was, you know, I was uh, maybe saying I might not be a Mets fan, but a few days after, you know, the Mets, they uh, signed Verlander. So I'm a Mets fan again. Uh, but, you know, back to DeGrom, you know, he just couldn't stay healthy. And to give a guy that much money, we need stability. And as good as DeGrom was, sometimes the money, uh, sometimes he just misses a large portion of the season. We can't afford that. You could see it in the contracts we're giving we're giving and offering players like in Verlander. He only signed a two-year deal. We're not giving these big contracts out uh, only to like uh, Lindor. So, I, I mean, the one thing I did have an issue with was him saying that he's committed to playing on a winning team and that the Rangers are <laughs> on the path to a winning culture. That's hilarious because the Rangers in 2020, they went 22 and 38. That was the shortened season. In 2021, they went 60 and 102. And then last year, they went 68 and 94. They haven't had a winning season since 2016. So don't tell me you're going for their winning culture because that's that's not it. You're You're lying now. He went with the money and that's. You know, he went with the money. He went with the location. No state, uh, no state tax in Texas, and that's his right. I mean, hopefully he can stay healthy because if he is, he's the best pitcher in baseball, and then and then that is a good deal for the Rangers. So, unfortunately for the Mets, they didn't resign him. But you look at the uh, Rangers rotation now. Who do they really have? Jacob Degrom, Martin Perez, John Gray, Dane Dunning. <laughs> they added Adam Hanley, but. It's still not a good team, I don't think. So it is what it is. Yeah, that was going to be my, my, my next point, really, was where does this take the Texas Rangers? Um, do you know what breeds a winning culture, Dylan? Winning. Is the right answer, correct? Yes, CC Ryan Kramer um, on that one. So looking at Texas, um, see, they did spend half a billion dollars last year. The lineup, we've got Simeon and Sega. They hopefully get a full season out of Josh Young. Um, over at third base. I think he's going to be a big piece for them. But the rotation, so, yeah, you mentioned DeGrom, Perez, 
um, and Gray. You've got Jake Odorizzi thrown in there as well. And then just this morning, we've had, had our notes because they signed um, Andrew Heaney. Yep. Um, has gone there for... What, but does that really years, push think... them over the edge, though? Well, no, it doesn't. It is. I mean, the, that, the fifth rotation spot I had down is Dane Dunning slash Spencer Howard slash Glenn Otto slash Cole Raggins. Kind of players who might be something... Um, I feel like Andrew Heaney's name is in my. You know, I'm limited in terms of um, duration. I've been a baseball fan. It's that Andrew Heaney's the one name every. He's there, he's there every year. He gets moved every year. Um, he's always talked about is having a breakout year. Fantasy. He gets a load of fantasy chat. Whether some people are completely fading and the other way around. Um, yeah, two years, twenty five million was the deal for Heaney. So you put Heaney in. I mean, if he's your five, I've got no issue with that with those other guys. Um, like I say, Dunning, Howard, Otto, Raggins. Don't forget you've got Jack Leitner as well. And then Cole wins another one who could come in. So that's all right. They've got some depth there. I mean, that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Now, that's 11 starting pitches we can name. Um, and yeah, some of them, yeah, Leitner, Cole wins aren't necessarily ready now. But by the end of the season, they could be. And we've seen decent things out of Cole Raggins and Dane Dunning. So I think the other thing with Texas is they appointed the manager, Bruce uh, Bochy. Mm-hmm. And they didn't appoint Bruce Bochy if they weren't attempting to build a, a winning team there. Bruce Bochy wouldn't have gone there without some assurances, promises. Now, you know, managers, something that not really on my radar, but I think Bochy's well thought of. And they must have a project, I think, in place still, and for him to have, uh, for him to have gone there. Yeah, you got to think, and you got Moon off in the chat. Breaking news: Yeah, the the Red Ooh. Sox, his Red Sox, they signed well, a good closer. <laughs> they get uh, Kelly Jansen, two years, thirty-two million. So that you know, this uh, off season's been really jam packed with, especially the few days. You know, I, I really didn't think, or looking back to last couple seasons of the offseason they never really been this jam-packed i think they're taking a little notes from uh basketball and football in their offseason how crazy they get so love the craziness for the baseball and good for uh moon Off's red Sox. they needed a closer yeah i think that's the fourth um signing we've had so far today bear in mind yeah it's not even lunchtime in the states and everyone's very busy um the obvious place to go after Justin Verland, um, after Jacob had gone to Texas, it's Justin Verlander. Um, mm. Because as downhearted as the Mets would have been, um, within 24 hours, they had their replacement. Justin Verlander signed for two years, $86 million. That's a third-year option uh, for $35 million if he pitches 140 innings in 2024. Um, the Mets had lost uh, Taiwan Walker and Chris Bassett. I mean, this takes Verlander into his 40 age 40 and 41-year-old seasons. They can add him to 38-year-old Max Scherzer and 36-year-old Cookie Carrasco. So does, does this just instantly offset DeGrom? Is that all this does? I think so. I think so. For the time being, for the two years, you know, it, it's a lot of money and everyone's like, well, why wouldn't you give that money to DeGrom? But, you know, it's like I said, it's only a two-year deal. It's around 86. So he's like 43 a year. Uh, he does have that third option. And, you know, I, I, I'm glad Like I mentioned it last pod. You know, I said it, it's OK if Jacob winds up leaving because we need a, we need a backup plan. We need to know what we're going to do if we do lose him. And apparently they did have a plan. They, they went after Justin Verlander big, you know, Carlos Rodon. 
He's still out there. Hopefully that would be a nice one, two, three punch. Uh, I don't know if we'll be able to get Chris Bassett back. I, it doesn't look like he he declined our offer. Taiwan Walker just left to – he's a snake, by the way. He just left to the fucking Phillies. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst. We'll get to that in a sec. But, you know, Justin Verlander, with, with his short time in just three years with the Astros, three-time All-Star, two-time Cy Young, he won the World Series twice, you know. he He's fantastic in those two years. If he could stay healthy, I think – I think it's just going to – I think he might be better if he could stay healthy because that was the big uh, bugaboo for uh, Jacob deGrom is that he couldn't stay on the field. But, you know, Justin Verlander, he's 12th all-time in strikeouts with 3,198. Max Scherzer is 13th with 3,193. So every time these guys trot out there, we're going to be seeing history. So like you said, right now, uh, the current rotation from – what I think is going to be Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander. Uh, you got Cookie Carrasco at three, David Peterson, and then you got a guy like Tyler McGill. So definitely need uh, – I don't think we're done adding arms. It will be interesting to see who we add next. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. The, the Mets have to um, make a couple more moves, just get some some more depth in there. Uh, and finally on this one, just how does it affect the Astros really? Um, I think they've, they've got all that other – uh, star pitchers leaving. Um, Garrett Cole being one that immediately springs to mind. And they've still managed to win with that kind of bunch of almost homegrown talent they've got there, Dylan. So um, you expect the Astros, you don't expect this to, to affect the Astros particularly? No, they're a well-run organization. And uh, you, I didn't, Moonoff knows a little better than I do. He is from Houston. He was saying how that, uh, you know, they just weren't willing to pay him that much money. It was a lot of money. Even as a Met fan, it was ridiculous how much he got paid. But, you know, I, I still think Framber Valdez is really good. He, he could have a he could be elevated now that um, Justin Verlander is gone. So I don't I don't worry with them. You, you know, like you saw on shortstop when they got rid of Carlos Correa, they just drafted another guy. They, they, they're just so well run that I don't really worry about them. They're going to be right back into the playoffs and into the World Series without Justin Verlander. Yeah, I think Moonaf's in the chat. Hey, a little making, inappropriate. Inappropriate, too. He's making very inappropriate uh, sexist remarks, Dylan, and I'll be I'll be speaking to the uh, Human Resources Department. What, what, what if you and I did that? Oh, my God. May, yeah, exactly, mate. Oh. Uh, young white people, it's just uh, young. I, I mean, there's nothing. I don't know why I made myself young then for a minute, Dylan. I've got absolutely no right. I'm old enough to be your... Um, yeah, Dad. But yeah, um, he just said that the, the Astros will go out and make a trade for an ace if they need to, because because why not? And they will. Um, Hunter Brown as well, Moonaf makes a good point um, about him being in that rotation. Um, the um, MLB Gambling Podcast, our headline sponsor here is WinBet, live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan. New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. Exclusive rewards right at your fingertips with Win Rewards on Win Bet. Uh, same game parlays there. Get your old uh, high vis jacket, construction zone going. Uh, you can sign up today and receive a special offer bet 100 to win $100. Loads to choose from. Head to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet so they know that we sent you that sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change, T's and C's at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough win is available. If you were someone who knows a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700.
Uh, I'm going to carry on going um, sequentially in the notes that I made. We're getting to a couple of big bats in a little while. Uh, but just some some uh, bits and bobs here among the pitching ranks. Clayton Kershaw staying uh, the LA Dodgers. Doesn't really change much, I don't think. Um, they lost Andrew Heaney, who we've just spoken about. Tyler Anderson gone to the Angels down the road. Um, I think if Kershaw struggles, um, it doesn't affect the Dodgers much. They can just move on. Um, Carlos Rodon's a pitcher um, who I think the Dodgers will be interested in waiting on a landing spot for him. So um, any any thoughts on Clayton Kershaw, Dylan? No, I'm just, uh, I'm happy he got paid, you know, one million, uh, one year, 20 million. He got the 5 million signing bonus. You know, his loyalty to the Dodgers is just different, you know, and I, and I respect that. He wants to stay with the team all his career and, I respect that. He's coming for his 16th season with the Dodgers. He's three wins away from 200, 193 strikeouts shy of 3,000 in his career. So another guy that every time he steps onto the mound, we'll be seeing history. There are legitimate concerns, though, especially given his his back issues that he dealt with for the past few years. But, you know, I, I still think Kershaw, can, if he's able to stay healthy and not pitch so so many innings, you know, I think he should be a top 45, maybe top 50 pitcher in the MLB. Yeah, fair enough. Um, I think Munaf's left now, Dylan, so we can start arsing about it. He won't know anything about it. Um, another so a good old name here, Kyle Gibson yeah. uh, to the Orioles. Um, no real shakes about this. I just wanted to mention it. I think uh, I actually like mainly it. because the the new park dimensions yeah. uh, there in Camden Yards, the right-handed pitchers, do okay then. I think this will this will suit Kyle Gibson. That Baltimore rotation they were good last year. Um, oh, they get John Means back. Um, he was my then favorite Austin, a few years ago. Yeah, yeah, he'll be back. Um, Austin Voth, Kyle Bradish. They've got Grayson. Um, Rodon's another one. They need a lefty. Um, yeah. They really, really need a lefty. You've got Dean Kramer, who was a bit of a favorite on the show. DL Hall um, is still polishing his stuff. Uh, so Kyle Gibson to the. Orioles, um, like I say, not much to add to that one. And then this was a bit of an interesting one. Um, uh, Zach Eflin to the Tampa Bay Rays, Dylan. Uh, three years, $40 million. This is the Tampa Bay Rays' biggest ever deal. Yeah. Um, which is a bit odd, isn't it? Because it's such a, not a nothing name, like no offence to Zach. I'm sure he's a lovely man. Um, but people just keep saying he's got potential. Yeah. But he seems to have had potential for years. I think he's 30 now. Um He's been around for, for years and years. He finished the season as the Phillies' closer. He was closing games out in the postseason. Yeah. Um, but um, the Rays love to tinker. They have a lot of previous for picking up pitches like this. Um, Zach Eflin likes to tinker as well. Um, so between them, they might be able to land on something. They clearly see something there. And the rest of that rotation, Shane McClanahan, Tyler Glasnow, Drew Rasmussen and uh, Jeffrey Springs, the lefty, this is a really, really interesting move, Dylan, I think. Yeah, I love the move, actually, for Zach uh, to get Zach Elflin. And it was between the Red Sox and the Rays. And to be honest, you got the, it was the same offer, three years, $40 million from both clubs. But, you know, he got the no state income tax for uh, the state of Florida. It's close to his home. Zero pressure from the fans in the media like you would get in Boston. So I think it kind of was a no-brainer for him. And, and you know, that, that might be silly t- to take into factor, but those are what really those, those are what guys really take into consideration when they're signing these contracts. And 
I think that's why he chose Tampa instead of Boston. You know, he had a good, what do you have, seven seasons in Philly. And what I thought was really good for him, he doesn't walk a lot of batters. And I think that's exact, and it fits exactly what, what the Rays rotation really is. You know, he's only walked 4.1% of the batters he's faced in the past two seasons combined. That's the lowest walk rate amongst 144 pitchers who have thrown 160 plus innings in that span. So I think it's a great fit. Uh, as for the Kyle Gibson, really, to touch on that real quick, uh, you know they're going to be in the market for a starting pitcher. You know, he he is 35, which eh, kind of worries me a little bit, but I think it should be a good fit. You know, uh, he has great def- defenders in, playing behind him. Like you mentioned, Camden Yards is becoming more of a pitcher's ballpark. Uh, and if he could stay healthy, make 25 to 30 starts, 150 innings, I think it's a good It's a good. Uh, one-year value play for uh, the Orioles. You know, last season with the Phillies, he was 10-8, and eight, uh, had, a, had a big ERA, 5.05 ERA, 31 games, 31 starts, 167 innings, 144 strikeouts. Now he has a much better defense behind him. So I think we could expect a better season stat-wise for Kyle Gibson. So a guy I definitely am going to look for, have to have my eye on. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so just a, a couple of other to mention. First off, uh, Jameson Tayo to the Cubs, four years, 68 mil. That happened about two hours ago. Um, Tayo, and again, one of those names, a bit like Andrew Heaney, um, talked about a lot, Pittsburgh, and then ended up at the Yankees, and he's moved around a little bit, never quite settled and got it together, but always, um, again, fantasy circles, he's always talked about a lot. And then the one that you mentioned uh, through gritted teeth a little while ago, Dylan Taiwan Walker to the Phillies, four years, seventy-two million pounds. Um, I think that goes really nicely. He slots in nicely with Wheeler, Nola, and Suarez. Um, so yeah, how are you how are you feeling about Taiwan Walker? You called him a snake, I believe. Earlier. He is a snake. He's a snake. Like, how do you? <sighs> he knows the rivalry and like how much hatred, like. The, the Mets and the Braves, like, they're respectful rivals, you know? Like, we, we think each other as, like, quality opponents. The Philly, you know what it is, Malcolm? You're all the way across the pond. You have to – I, I, I got to say this with respect. Our bosses are Philly fans, too. So, uh, just the people in Philly are just, like, the, the worst. I know New York. <laughs> <laughs> well, mate, I could feel the respect there. The respect was coming through, oozing out the screen at me. I'm, yeah. I'm covered in respect at this point. It's respectfully like they're just, and, and I could admit that the New York fan base is just as bad. It's new. It's the tri-state area, New York, Philly fans. They're the worst. So to, 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 go, to, <laughs> to go to our rival in division, you had all, you had other offers, but to go, you went there for the money. And hey, that that's your that's your prerogative. But you know, a day after signing Trey Turner, they add to the rotation. And as much as I hate them, you know they're they're really good. You got Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, uh, Suarez, uh, Taiwan Walker. Now that's a solid rotation, you know. And not and we didn't even mention Trey Turner there, but. The outfield, you got Brandon Marsh, Bryce Harper, Kyle Schwarber, Trey Turner. They moved Bryson Scott to second base. You got Reese Hopkins at first, Alex Bohm, uh, JT Real Muto. You got Nick Cal- uh, Castellanos. <sighs> Watch out for them. They, they're they going to be a scary team this year. And um, are you going to write the, um, a groveling letter to Sean Green the minute you get off this show? Do yeah, you think uh, yeah, my resignation letter is coming soon. <laughs> <laughs> That might that might be taken out of your hands, mate. You might not have to yeah. resign. 
Um, so yeah, I think that's covered the the pitches that we wanted to talk about. A couple of bats then that we almost have to talk about. Um, first, we'll go to um, a move from last week. Uh, Trey Turner. Um, Phillies will we'll stay on the Phillies. 11 years, um, $300 million. The first thing that terrified me about this move was that by the time this contract expires, I'll be uh, 58 years old. Wow. Um, yeah, I know. Yeah, I wasn't happy about that. I'll, someone, um, I think it was Johnny Junder, a Johnny friend of the show, Johnny, who put, uh, he tweeted out, Something like, well, by the time his contract finishes, I'll be 35. And that got me thinking. And I did the maths. I was like, shit, I'm going to be 58 years old. So, yeah, that was a really sobering thought. I haven't quite got over that, I'll be honest with you. Um, They had um, Bryson Stott in a short stop. He'll move around somewhere, maybe across uh, to second or third, perhaps. Um, A good rookie. There's been a lot of talk about... Uh, the, the speed element, obviously a large um, portion of what Trey Turner does is speed related and that can't be there um, in 11 years' time. However, mm-hmm. um, and that this contract's going to cripple the Phillies at the back end as well. But equally, I think anyone who knows baseball in front of us is know um, that you have, to, you have to load these contracts up at the front and in a few years' time, that's not really going to be factored. I think this is a great deal. Uh, the overpayment at the back end doesn't really factor in for me. I think it's just a, it's an economic thing. It's a sports thing. It's a baseball thing. And yeah, Trey Turner is absolutely stellar and they'll get five or six years um, of really good production out of him before they might have to do something else with him. Um, yeah. So what you, what did you make of Trey Turner to the Phillies? Uh, so, well, remember I told you last pod I wanted him to come to the Mets and another one where they just go right to the rival. But uh, I want to ask you a question. I know we, we've been seeing it more and more in baseball, especially these just long years. It's not, not so much the money because I understand where the, the money's there. It's the nine, ten years. Can you I, – I guess from a, a front office perspective, if they win – one, maybe two World Series, it's worth it in the long run, correct? Yeah, I would say so, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And they're clearly going into a winning part of the cycle. So if that's three or four years and Trey Turner's part of that, then yeah, it pays for itself. It pays for itself. Would you sign a guy for nine, ten years? Um I think it's pretty yeah, in baseball, absolutely, yeah. Um it's it's part of the game and it's just part of the system. Obviously, there's still a lot of things that happen in in baseball and NFL that sort of end up scratching my head around because it's not the culture of how we do trades, transactions, transfers um, in this country. So you see a deal like that. You don't, you tend to get maybe the longest you'll see for a football is four or five years. And that's really just to protect their resale value. Um, You never see a good player going to a bad team. It just wouldn't happen. That's why you end up with, with, with teams dominating. Um, because it's not a franchise system, it's not a draft system, anything like that. The good players, the good teams can buy the good players. So you never see um, even so, like to go on to the uh, to the Rangers. That would be mind blowing if you explained if you put that in football terms um, and said um, Kevin De Bruyne is going to join Crystal Palace. It's impossible. 
Absolutely impossible. That just couldn't happen. But in baseball and in US sports, it happens all the time. So, But you, you, the length of contract really just protects their resale value because once a player's out of contract, the end, free agency can go where they want. So if you've got them signed up for four or five years, you can then sell them two or three years in for the 40, 50, 80, 100 million pounds. But um, yeah. yeah, this just seems to be a baseball thing. And if that's the way it is, I'm sure there's people... Um, economists and people in the front office who know who know how this works better than us it won't just be throwing good money good money after bad Dylan so yeah it, it might actually work well for the Mets you know he'll he'll be around 40 when the contract's up and the Mets love to fucking sign 40 year olds so <laughs> absolutely it might, it might work out for him but you know it, it sucks to see him go to the Phillies he's he's fantastic he's worth every uh penny that he got it's I can't express how much I do hate the Phillies, though. The Phillies are like that one friend you have in the group where he knows you kind of like a girl, and then you 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 try to go after and you tell him, and then he goes after that same girl and gets her. It, it's oh, like that, yeah, that's me. Snake in the grass. That's exactly <laughs> that's what it is. But uh, no, in all seriousness, uh, the Phillies. I, I I feel like they had no idea he was coming to Philly. You know, he had a much better offer on the table with the Padres, but he ultimately wanted to be in Philly. And I think that World Series run last year really helped helped his uh, help their case. Uh, this is a scary team, like I mentioned, and I think it helps them defensively, especially since this team made so many errors last season. So if you are a shortstop in the league and you want a huge contract, just play for the Dodgers. The last three shortstops who played for the Dodgers and then hit free agency, 2019 Manny Machado, he signed with the Padres for $300 million. 2021 Corey Seager signed for $325 million. Then Trey Turner signed for $300 million. Yeah, that's the way to do it. I might, I might do that myself. Uh, one more to talk about, which is one of the biggest ones, if not the biggest, uh, broke this morning. Uh, we had a bit of a false start overnight, and that um, can't trust Arson. Can't trust. Yeah, Arson Judge had signed for the Giants, and then transpired that he hadn't, and uh, Aaron Judge hadn't. Um, who was it? Was it Jeff Passan? I think had gone off a little bit early. No, it was John Heyman or whatever. That was it. Yeah, John Heyman had gone off a bit too soon. There's only two guys um, you could trust: Ken Rosenthal and uh, Jeff Passan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, so Aaron Judge has re-signed with the Yankees. Um, so that gives us a little bit less to talk about than if he had gone to somewhere like San Francisco. Nine years, three hundred and sixty million. Doesn't change an awful lot, and um, because he's at the same place, so. Um, my only when we talked last week about possible landing spots, uh, my only worry for Judge was just the health and keeping that big body of his um, going. But health just a question mark. Degrom, Verlander, um, and now Aaron Judge. There's nothing really you can do about that. But it did make sense to me in the in kind of the the biggest of markets and. A unique market as well in New York, as much as other fan bases don't like to talk about it. You've already a couple of times over the last couple of weeks and months explained how the New York thing works. And I think it just made sense to me that Judge, Judge, I didn't ever think he was going anywhere else, did I? Yeah, no, neither did I. And, you know, I kind of feel for the San Francisco fan base. They they thought they were getting Aaron Judge. Yeah. And it's been, a, it's been a hell of a 24 hours for San Francisco fans. But, you know, nine years, 360 million. He's getting about 40 million a year. And, you know, it, even though he plays for the Yankees, and I hate the Yankees as well, he's... 
he's he's a very hard guy not to root for. You know, he's a bet on yourself kind of guy. And I, I respect that. You know, he's worth every penny that he got. And he went out and he had a, himself a historic season and earned himself about 60 million more uh, dollars. So I'm not shocked that he stayed as much as I didn't want him to return to the Bronx. I had a gut feeling he would wind up back with them. You know, it, it came down to three teams, the Giants, the Padres, and the Yankees. And apparently once he flew into San Diego, the Yankees bumped their offer and he chose to remain a Yankee. You know, I'm happy for him, especially after the year he had last season. He deserved everything. Hopefully uh, for the Yankees sake, he stays healthy. He lives up to the contract. He has better success in the playoffs. That was another uh, little asterisk that we had on him is that he doesn't really come in the playoffs. So another thing I thought was cool about it was uh, they are when they're signing him, they're allegedly giving him the C on the chest. They're going to make him captain of the team, which, you know, oh, okay. I think he should be. So I'm happy for him. And, you know, I, I like you, I ultimately it, it's nice to discuss for content reasons that he might end up somewhere else. But in the back of my mind, I always knew he was going to stay. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been uh, really in indulged in New York Yankees today, Dylan. I've been, uh, I've sat here all day in my pyjamas, as discussed, um, doing a lot of World Cup stuff, uh, quarterfinals coming up at the weekend. So I fired up my dodgy fire stick to find something to watch in the background. And I found the 30 for 30 series, which is a, is it an ESPN series, I think, documentaries, all different sports documentaries. There was a yeah. few that weren't interesting. So I watched three baseball ones today. I watched... Um, the people who invented fantasy baseball, this kind of launch of Roto, uh, rotisserie fantasy baseball, which then turned into this billion pound industry that everyone plays. And these mm. guys got really nothing for it. I then watched something on the 1982 Little League World Series uh, and some team from Washington State who beat Taiwan. Uh, and then I watched the whole thing about the Steinbrenners era uh, mm. in the New York Yankees when the old Yankee Stadium was getting torn down and they were yeah. moving across the street. So I've watched a lot of, I feel like um, I'm still trying to learn people. Uh, every day is a day at school, so I'm still trying to complete my baseball education. But I've been well and truly indulged in a lot of um, Yankees history. And yeah, they are all, um, there's a there's a swagger and a confidence about New oh, York yeah. Yankees fans telling that you don't 100%. see. 100%. Yeah, and I think um, the nearest comp we would have, I think, is Manchester United, um, who kind of just all believe their own hype like yeah they just make you shake your head just like you've been doing you're absolutely right um george steinbrenner he's happy in his grave right now he he wouldn't have let uh, aaron judge walk either if he was still alive so i'm happy he got it brian cashman the gm he's signed for a four-year deal as well so he's returning and you know i think he has about four or five years left if if they don't make the playoffs again he has to be done changes need to be made if the yankees can't get over this hump so uh that that was another news and another documentary you should watch i don't want you to keep watching these yankee things but derek jeter the captain oh my yeah. god it's like a four or five part um documentary it's fantastic as much as you know I, i'm not a yankee fan it's just great content and how Derek jeter and the steinbrenners their relationship was and how he became such a hero in new york so that's another good one you should watch yeah okay i'll stick that on my list um i think uh ladies and gentlemen boys and girls uh, that's got us to the end of this show uh dylan is there anything else you wanted to touch on any people or topics that we missed out no it should be an exciting uh few more days few more weeks in the offseason hopefully the mets could add another arm and uh yeah hopefully next week we come back with some better news for my mets 
Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, keep your eyes peeled for we're gonna um as we said last week, we we're gonna keep rolling out these shows during the off season, maybe one or two a week. Me and Dylan did one last week. I think Noah and Muna followed it up as well. Um, we sort of split stuff ALNL, but yeah, plenty, plenty more stuff to uh, to come over the off season. Hopefully, like Dylan says, uh, remains interesting and exciting. I'm going to start building up my excitement to my first ever um, MLB game, uh, which is only sort of six and a half months away now. Um, hope it doesn't get rained out. That would be an absolute disaster. Um, so we'll have to see. So yeah, keep your eyes peeled. Thank you very much. Um, if you get a chance to get across to Spotify and give us a five-star uh, rating over there. I know it's Spotify rap season. Everyone's been plugging their Spotify accounts, but it makes a huge difference. Um, apart from that, the usual places, the SGPN app and the website, like, rate, review um, and things like that. Uh, Dylan, thank you very much. What are you going to do with the rest of your day off? I uh, got, uh, got an MMA article to get over to our editor, Jeff Fox. So I got to do that. Uh, and just enjoy my day off. It's a rainy one over here in Jersey today. Okay. Um, yeah, I've, I've got two World Cup shows to um, broadcast later on. So if real, you're looking real, for... T- real quick, real quick. Yeah. Do, you, do you think you, you guys are short underdogs right now to France? Do you guys like your chance? Uh, yeah, I've got England winning. I think, uh, I see, I've got 2-2 draw. Um, England win it in extra time. Um, neither team really look... Uh, certainly France haven't kept a clean sheet in this tournament, but have been really, really offensive. England have scored 12 goals. France have scored yeah. nine in the four games. So there's going to be goals, but just England might just sneak it in extra time, Dylan. So, so um, like I say, I'm not a gigantic England fan. If they get knocked out, it will not. But 10 minutes later, I'll be absolutely fine. Like it doesn't spoil my day. Not like if Newcastle lose a game and I'm kicking next door's cat for a fortnight. <laughs> um, that doesn't affect me at all. So yeah, um, yeah, I'm not too partisan about it, but I do think they might sneak through against the French. Um, yeah, but I've got all my eggs in one basket on Brazil still to win the tournament. It's, yeah, should uh, be a about- good one. I think... Uh- it sucks that uh, Cristiano Ronaldo isn't the best player in the world anymore. It, is it Mbappe now? I mean, if you had to, I guess, pick one player to start your organization, would you pick him? Well, you would do because the, the age difference. Yeah, what's Mbappe? Is he like 23 or something? Jeez, and obviously, Ronaldo, Ronaldo also seems intent on making a tit of himself at every opportunity. He's um, He did it with Manchester United. He did it pre-tournament. Then he started again. He got left out last night because... He's been throwing his toys around. Um, and the, the kid they brought in, and pretty much unheard of uh, kid from Benfica, came in and scored a hat-trick, so that made me laugh. Yeah, and he definitely is not going to start next uh, match. And did you see after the whole team, after they won, he just walked off. They were all celebrating and you know, as a team, and he just by himself walking off. Again, making so- it about himself. Mate, you should sign for the uh, for New York Red Bulls. He sounds like you fit right in in New York. I think that's his uh, that's his market. Um, thanks very much, Dylan. Um, really appreciate it. It's been fun. Nice little uh, a UK friendly podcast for me. Um, so I've enjoyed that. Enjoy the rest of your day, mate. Your day off. Um, thanks everyone for listening. Um, enjoy whatever sport you're getting involved in and any bets that you might have. Um, and until next time. We will see you down the road. Cheers.